This is Carol Hamilton, founder of Hamilton Think Tank. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my beloved good friend, Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, we've got the founder of Hamilton Think Tank, Carol Hamilton. We get into learning where you are currently at and where you want to go. Carol explains how we thrive when we find our people through masterminds. And Carol lets us know why you should set an internal 60-second timer. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have what I would consider a longtime friend of mine, a mentor, beautiful human being. I met her in some very interesting circumstances, <laughs> and uh, we've just we've we've continued it from there. We've got the founder of Hamilton Think Tank, Carol Hamilton. Carol, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. That's a great introduction. That should be like an alarm clock, right? Yeah. You wake up to I brought the founder of Hamilton Think Tank here. <laughs> There you go. We have got the founder of Hamilton. There we go. When the listeners realize all the value, the golden nuggets, the truth bombs that you're bringing today, and they're like, hey, you know what? I want to reach out, learn more, and and work with her. Obviously, they can go over to the success finder because she's one of the result leaders. She's one of the activators, not motivators. Not that we don't like being motivated, but she's an activator, a result leader, so you can find her over there. But if they want to reach out to you personally or through social, what's the best way for them to connect with you? The absolute social is LinkedIn. That's where my favorite place is. I'm there. I'm pretty active on it. And I do a lot of sharing on it. I'm always looking for good conversations around diversity and inclusion. That's one of my favorite topics, as well as leadership. And so I'm over there all the time. Uh, You can also, of course, come through the website, which is Hamilton Think Tank. And I have the ultimate of creative emails, Carol at Hamilton Think Tank. So there you go. There's if, if you can't find her, then you're just not even trying. So please, we, we always recommend reach out to the people that we have on the podcast. It's for you, the listener. And here's the cool thing. Selfishly, I get to learn for free. And so that's one of the big things that I love about having the podcast is I get to learn today. So let's uh let's dive into it. Awesome. Um, you know. I think that um, our ability to have access to different people has drastically changed over the last five, 10 years. When you and I were younger, it was textbooks and teachers and, and our coworkers, family, friends, and, and just the people around us. But that really gives us a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Oh, man. You know, even knowing what's out there to learn has changed as a result of of the social media platforms that you can be on. And Success Network is just is, is one of those examples. You get exposure to people you can't touch normally. You know, one of the things I work with, I do a lot of coaching, and I'm always talking to people about having that network in place before you need it. And, and we get to access people that you just can't access any other way. 
I think back to uh, my, even my early days as a career beyond the learning component, just wanting to have a conversation. There was a woman named Beth Comstock and she was the head of marketing at GE. I could have set a tent out in front of her office and never have had a chance to have a conversation. But when I ran across her LinkedIn and saw that she had made some comments and some things that I thought were really relevant, I reached out and I said, Hey, you know, Beth really liked what you're doing on here. And she reached back. Now, I'm not suggesting she could pull me out of a lineup or anything, but I can tell you we had conversation that you couldn't have before. And I think that's what globalization looks like. And I think that's where we really all thrive is when we go find our people, our tribes, which is why I love that whole mastermind concept is it brings together people. You're just not meeting in any other condition. It, it, it didn't happen back when you and I were young pups, whether in school or after, because we were looking, we had to worry about who we could get in the room. And, you know, God knows COVID has been an absolute nightmare. But one of the gifts is that we've all gotten really good at being in the electronic room. And now we get to help each other, learn from each other around the world. And I think that's just extraordinary. Yeah, I think it really, it breaks the walls down in, in, in a, a form or fashion to where Carol didn't really talk about this, but when, you know, there, there's coaches that they coach locally, they coach, you know, in the state or, you know, across, you know, through, through Zooms. Carol's coached globally. Yeah. And she's being super modest in that. And when you go to a global stage, it's a, it's a whole different level. It's a whole different game just because of the fact that like that your reach, your impact is, is it can just can grow from there. And so uh, I love the fact that you have, you're able to niche down as much as you want local state, you know, but then you've been on different stages, which, you know, I admire and just think the world of, of how you've done that and the impact that you continue to make, you know, Speaking of impact and information, we have more ways to take in information than ever before. And to me, I think it's kind of confusing. Some people, they learn from masterminds, mentors, online courses, accountability buddies, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you connect and reach out to them? Wow. Who am I currently learning from? You know, I... well. So here's what happened for me. That's, that's been the biggest learning curve I've had in the past um, year. It was after George Floyd. And if, if you've lived under a rock and don't know who George Floyd is, that was the, um, the videotaped or filmed murder of George Floyd. Uh, it was a black man in the streets and the visual of that, which again, this is another uh, thing that happened because of the internet. I suddenly was there in that moment. And I said to myself, I need to learn more. This is a place where I really need some learning. And I said, I'm going to start a podcast. And I started a podcast called Evolving Diversity. And the point of it is to have conversations with people from places that I don't live, from perspectives I don't, I don't have and learn something. And just just ask questions. And the whole purpose of it was casual conversation, hopefully engaging, that is a safe place to ask awkward questions. And I will tell you that that platform has, in the whole concept, not the platform, the concept has allowed me to go places I never even considered going. And it's a little embarrassing to even admit, because here I was, I have traveled the world over the last year, coaching people from all different cultures. 
And yet the blind spots, the unbelievable blind spots that I have and that are only little tiny pieces at a time, am I getting to see through that? And I think about piercing that bubble and just, you know, here's another spot. In fact, just this afternoon, I was talking to this extraordinary leader who's Korean-American and taught me all kinds of things about Korea and what it's like to be a Korean-American, what it's like to be Asian in America in these times. Well, and it's not just America, of course. There's um, hate crimes all over the world. And, and every time I feel, every time I get in touch with that, every time I get exposed to that, every time I have that kind of conversation, I feel more empowered to help other people who don't even know that conversation needs to happen. And so I feel like it's a, it's a wonderful way to help cascade some of this information out that says there's things to learn you don't even know exist. And that's part of the conversation, even as a, as an executive coach to global leaders is talking about what you don't know. And I think that's one of the hardest places to learn is because we don't know. So then you've just got to sit back and say, okay, what do I want to know? What, what avenue do I want to pursue? Because whatever that is, whether it's growing your business, um, expanding your mind, uh, helping become a better teacher to your children, whatever that piece is that you're looking for, there are so many ways to learn. And I think it starts with poking around what you have available. In my case, because we've been in lockdown since God was a child, I feel like we're looking here going, um, all right, well, I'm going to start by looking online. I'm going to start by connecting to leaders through LinkedIn. And I'm going to look for organizations that have conversations that I think are really important. And I've made some errors. I've gotten in and gone, oh, not me. Thanks anyway. Got to go. But I've made some really good connections. And then the key becomes timing. How much time do I have to give to things? And how am I making sure that I'm super impactful where I want to be as opposed to just spread so thin that all I do is hit play and, and then wander off again. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that we see is um, I'm trying to choose my words properly here. Cause I know what I, what I'm thinking, but I think we always have that, that, that country club mentality and everything that we have. And we decide to like, you know, Oh, I don't need to see it because it doesn't exist if I don't. And the reality is something for me, when we were building out the success finder platform was diversity inclusion and not to have it that, Oh, that country club mentality where like, I don't, which I think is bananas to, to, yeah. to like, look at the world and, and not sit there and say, listen, we have amazing humans from all different backgrounds and, and, and everyone should, should want to learn from their experiences. That's why, you know, in the opening, I'm like, Hey, we, you know, welcome back to the show. We learn from other people's experiences. I can't remember exactly what the line is now, but like, that's the only, that is one of the best ways right there. Do your research, look into it and then start reaching out and like show that you already took an active interest before you're like, so, Hey, tell me about this. And that's what you've done. And that's what you're doing with the podcast. And that's what you do with your coaching is you've already taken an active interest. You started learning yourself and, 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 and reaching out to the people that can help open our eyes more because the reality is, is it was ugly before everything happened. Right. But my hope and my belief is, as you, you know, I've got a, we've got a young son is that the world that he grows up in is like, is just, it's different. It's more wholesome and it's more like open arms, borders, however you want to look at it. I think it has a solid possibility. And the key to that to me for his future is, is to remind everybody at this level that we need to blend technology with humanity. 
we, technology isn't going anywhere, nor should it. It is, it is a gift if we properly used. It's an incredible gift. What we don't want to lose is the human piece of it. And one of the pieces that I love about that, I was listening actually to this podcast with Janine Letford. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Janine's, already, Janine's already is out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she's you haven't amazing. heard it, you got to go listen to this because she's talking about multicultural understanding, which leads to greater creativity, which naturally brings innovation into corporate and projects and products and how we communicate with each other. And I think that your son, fingers crossed, is mm-hmm. the generation that's going to bring these things all together, where multicultural is going to be the norm, where, where, biracial, whatever that term, triracial doesn't matter, isn't going to be, wouldn't it be lovely if that didn't even need to be discussed because it really doesn't matter because we've gotten to the point where you just go find your tribe, your people, your niche, and in a planet the size of ours and the connection that we have, that's pretty easy to do because you don't need to be love or love everybody. You just go find your people and, and then you figure out how to communicate and hopefully he gets to travel because in the end, regardless of how wonderful it is. And I am thrilled that I get to be sitting in just shy of Asheville, North Carolina, and you're sitting at home and we're connected, but I got to tell you, I'd still rather be on the bus on the way to prison. Yeah. sitting next to you on the seat, having that conversation and watching you just in and being a part of your, your live energy. And that I hope never goes away. Yeah. And, uh, all of that you said there, I'm trying to un- unpackage her just like, yes, I do believe, uh, Liam's generation just has such an unbelievable future for them for travel. You know, when, when we gave him an option years ago, it's like four, I think, you want a birthday or an experience? He heard what the experience was. I'll go travel and do the experience because nice. he wanted to learn different things. But uh, Janine, thank you for bringing. She is just she is such an amazing, amazing person, and I was super blessed to to have that interview. And I've got to reach out to her, and I'm going to let her know that uh, hey, someone also now on the podcast had mentioned that. So. The future. Well, is, and would uh, we have right. been connected without your yeah. podcast? Would she and I have crossed paths? Uh, I don't know, but yeah. it, this is one of the blessings of of this time and space we're in, where we get to connect in a way that's just unbelievable. And it doesn't have to be in a master's program or a PhD program yeah. or some big, heavy weighted, massive time and money commitment. It gets to be. Let's be together. Let's have conversation for as long as we're we're working together and appreciate each other. And then when we have what we need, we may part for a while and maybe come back again. You and I had talked about a, a mutual friend, Nick Peterson. Yeah. And I absolutely feel that way with Nick. I mean, I would build a monument to Nick. I think he's brilliant. His mastermind is extraordinary. It is for, for companies that are that are launching, not launching. I think he's he works when you're a bit more established, but whoever he helps. And however, he has a vision that is extraordinary and and he knows how to make it happen. And that's another person I would not have had to had a chance to meet without getting out into the world and having these experiences. So yeah, yeah, I'm really grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we talked about masterminds. It's the mastermind yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel that people, we get stuck. Sometimes we can't see the picture through the frame, the, the tree through the forest, and we're still going through a pandemic. That's the reality. It's right. still out there. It's not gone people. 
But to me, it's allowing us to cause a reset and how we can accomplish things. Mm -hmm. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to get unstuck and reset where you're at? Well, this is, and, and actually this is how you and I met. And this is one of my favorite stories because I ran into Steve Sims online doing one of my poking around times, got time, you know, let me see who's doing what and got connected to him, which led to his mastermind, his, which is called speakeasies. And I remember sitting in the room, looking around at who was in that room And these were people that each one of them came from a walk of life that I would not have connected to any other way. Now, that's not even mentioning Steve's genius, which is is a whole nother genius of itself. I got there because I read his book and I happened to really, really like what he does. And his vision of customer service, I think, is where we met. That's where we crossed in his Blue Fishing book. But it was when I got to sit in the room and see who he put in. And it's it's this potpourri of people where you just go, here here's a topic, discuss, right? And now you get this chance to go, who are you? How do you see the world? And for me, that's the most organic learning there is, is to get into a situation where you're with somebody who sees the world through a different lens. And then you get a chance, hopefully, to sit in as non-judgmental a space as you can and just listen. How do you see it? Why do you see it? Where do you see it? What is it that's impacted you? How have you been impacted by the world? That led to a, a dinner Elton John had a, a pre, a pre, an Oscars party. And again, I was seated at a table surrounded by eight people from around the world. And the conversation changes when you have people that you don't know. Now, I still love family and friends and have no objection to having that warm, cozy nest to come back to. But there's nothing as exciting to me as getting in and listening to a new perspective. And it's it's actually the basis of my coaching, which is I'm always looking for how can we reframe it? Maybe we can't change the past. We can't change the, that situation that you're in, the conflict that you're having with your boss. But we can reframe things so that you can literally see somebody go, oh, And now it's like all of this emotional armor and memory, whatever starts to crack and break up a bit. And now they're free to see something different and therefore they're free to create something new. And I think any good conversation with somebody you haven't met can help you just crack another layer of that, I think I know something armor and open you up to what don't I know? Yeah. No, I love it. And real quick, I, um, I've recommended it before, but when you said reframe personality yeah. isn't permanent, I don't nice. know if you've read it. Um, I by, haven't. Uh, good book. And it talks about reframing your past in order to change your future to be, yes. you know, the, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's an easy read and I don't I'm not knocking Dr. Ben Hardy when I say that it's just, it's a digestible quick read and well worth it when you're looking to reframe your frame. So yeah. Yeah. That really yeah. And w- anything can be reframed. I mean, literally there is no situation that you can't see ever so slightly or dramatically differently and feel better for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, masterminds have been around for a while. If yeah. you really think about it, the first one, probably the apostles. <laughs> sure. They and took then, pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, you know, Hey, and then uh, Benjamin Franklin, he creates the Junto club or the leather apron club. And then, yeah. Napoleon Hill. He writes a book about it and kind of really rounds it out. We're like, okay, here's what a mastermind is. As there continues to be a huge boom in self-education, masterminds, coaching, mentorships, 
Where do you see the parallel going between self-education and standardized education, college and university? Where do you see those parallels going forward? I've had a lot of conversations around this because I think that we have become so singularly focused on an antiquated system of education. I am a huge proponent in learning and and I have always been much more successful when I was self-driven. There is a group called the Sudbury Schools that years ago proved this model. They actually eliminated the entire agenda and said, we're going to have teachers available and the kids are going to decide when they want to learn and what they want to learn. Now, it didn't work for every child, just as our school system now doesn't work for every child. And I think that's the big issue. And this is where coaching comes in and masterminds come in because it's not masterminds work. It's the right mastermind works. You know, I have a theory that everybody is coachable, but not everybody is coachable by me. It's because it's about relationship and we need to have that that X factor, that simpatico that you can't necessarily, you can't assign to someone. You just say, go have a conversation, see how it matches. If we could do that with teachers and students, if we could do that with, are you ready for math? Um, the Sudbury going back to them, they had this brilliant thing happen where this, this young guy, this young person went up to the teacher and said, I, I think I'm ready to learn math because I want to understand something. And I think it might've been money, but I want to understand. And that's all he had to say for the whole system to go, yes, he's ready, because now he's asking, he has an absolute application for it. And they learned this, he went and got a couple of friends, they all sat down with a math teacher and learned like two years worth of school math in, math in six weeks, because they were totally driven to learn it. And then when they were done, they said, yeah, that's enough, we're good, and wandered off. And the same thing happens with kids who want to learn to read. And I'm one of them. You know, I learned to read before school because I wanted to know what those books said. And I think when we're driven by curiosity, and I love the point you brought up, this isn't about motivation. When we're driven by curiosity, by some internal drive to know or some reward that we see on the other side of it, we are so internally motivated that we don't need somebody out in the back behind us pushing. We just go, yeah, I want to learn. And now the absorption rate goes sky high. You pull what you want out of it. You implement it without being told. And it's on to the next thing. I mean, it's, I wish we could do that. I realized from a, a public standpoint, I don't know how you would design that system, but I think we're going to find out because I think the Liam's of the world are not going to sit back and say, I'm just going to buy your system and and not argue about it because I, I don't think that's who you're raising him to be. No, I mean, we were, you know, from a leadership standpoint, he's already talking about his first business and he collected sticks at school and then he came home and used his money to buy sandpaper equipment. Now, this was when he was five <laughs> and he wanted to do this to build things for people that couldn't get them. Now, he didn't know what it was, but I loved the idea that I want to build something for the people that need something. And so I've got to go collect it and do it myself. I'm like, all right, our, our work Great here. Great start. Like <laughs> this, this works out well and, 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 and move the needle. But I think what you're, what you're talking about there is he's in a Montessori school and it's, they do, you know, if, Hey, if you, if you gravitate towards this, 
go do that. They'll sprinkle in some of the other stuff, but yes. it allows them to gravitate to where they find their, their center of influence, their, their zone of genius, whatever it is, and then build off of that. And it's not saying, all right, you got to do biology today. You got to do math today. You got to do this today. You know, that, that to me is, is a broken antiquated system that was built by the elite really a long time ago to create a worker bee society. Mm-hmm. And I think the next generation will be like, listen, this, it's not working. And this is how we need to uh, tweak that. And people like you, people like me, we're going to embrace that and be like, let's listen to them. Let's right. listen to how we can change a broken wheel. We don't have to keep doing it. It's the definition of insanity. Let's not keep doing it. Right. So. And how, what support do they want? And, you know, this is such a great example. So when I was first entering into the diversity conversations, the, um, you know, I have a leadership background. This is what I want to do. I want to lead. And I want to just, you know, stand up and say, all right, black community, let's go. And the first thing I learned was get out of the front. You're not supposed to be leading here. This, that's our job. What we need is support and we'll let you know what we want you to do. So stop trying to do for us. And I think the same lesson is around education. It's, it's Liam saying, here's what I want you to do. Don't try to tell me what to do. I'll tell you what I need. If you want to support me, great. Here's what you can do. Here's how you can be useful. Imagine that level of self-driven education, regardless of the age. So now he gets to what the new version of college is. And he says, there's a class that I think is intriguing. There's something that has information I think is relevant. And he puts together his own strategy to go to the direction he wants to go. I think of all the people I meet who have degrees in things they hate. For whatever reason, family desire, teacher pushing, hopelessness, apathy, whatever reason they got into these professions, now they're 50 going, and I, you know, I look at Liam and I go, he's never going to even be at risk for that. Whether he runs his own job or shows up as an entrepreneurial spirit in a corporation, he still shows up as his own person saying, if you'll let me design it. I'll bring you the highest quality employee you could dream of having or the best boss you ever had because I understand how to leverage myself, bring out my best. Therefore, I can help you do the same. Yeah. And and, and Liam does have an unfair advantage. The reality is he has an unfair advantage. And one of the things that we're building with a success finder is to help other children that don't have that existing unfair advantage through the Sally fund to, to have amazing access to the carols to the Linda's, to the Steve's and seeing and Janine's. Can, yeah, to the and Janine's. And I'm so happy about that because remind me, I'm gonna put you and Janine together after yeah. this on a, on a side. I'll put you on an email together. I'm I'm just so happy about that because I do a fair amount of pro bono co- coaching. I, in fact, my schedule is just packed right now. I'm doing um, TEDx uh, HG um, Heritage Green speaker coaching, and I do a lot of that. I work with uh, Virgin Unites 100% Human at Work. I, I do a lot of speaker coaching for free because I really believe that if your voice is heard, it starts, it builds confidence, it develops ideas. We get innovation that we never would have known where to tap or knock on which door to knock on and so i love that you're doing the whole sally piece because i think that is so important and i don't want masterminds 
to sit in that lofty space that says, well, if you don't have $50,000, you're not welcome to the conversation. Because I look at those, those rich brains, especially high school kids or junior high and just go, ah, they're just, they're just longing for somebody to say, join the conversation. There is no age limit or minimum. That's why it's a beautiful place to be. It's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. All right. You know, I think when people invest in their future, sometimes they have a better than vague idea what the outcome is going to be. What should people expect when they enter Carol's reality and work with you? Well, we always start with uh, kind of the GPS approach, which is where do you want to go? And now where are you now? And let's figure out how those two things bridge. Let's see if you're in the pattern, in the way, what do you think is in the way? And then together we work with new to- new tools. I work heavily in the communications part of, communi- of coaching, which says that I am always looking to help people develop new communication tools, never changing who they are, never expecting them to become something else, but instead just add tools. So when I'm talking to people where English is a second language. I have this other tool I can pull out so that I can be a better communicator. When I'm crossing a culture that has a very different approach to work or a different approach to hierarchy in corporate, I have this way of saying, I can sit in your in, in your seat or wear your shoes for a few minutes so that we can really communicate and maybe I lead us towards another direction. But at least I sit in that place and listen. And when I'm listening, I'm probably doing the, the best leadership I could possibly do. And, and that's what I do. My biggest tool in my coaching is listening and see if I can hear another story so that if we do need to reframe or we need to support for promotional interviews, I do a lot of that too, that we can find those ways to see the picture just a little differently and watch the doors open and then off to the next thing you go. And then we see where you need me again. And um, most of my relationships tend to be fairly long, but it isn't constant because I think that we should all milk in the plateaus. There are these beautiful plateaus we get to when life just feels grand. And I think we should spend every minute in that we can. And then if something comes along or a new dream comes along and it feels like there's resistance or obstacle, then let's, let's bring it back together again and work through that too. Yeah. I'm just loving everything about this. And I consider myself lucky, lucky by design, because like, geez, I've had over a hundred people in last year and, and you being one of them that I get to just listen, soak it in, take it in and take those tiny pieces, rearrange it into my Rubik's cube and how it pertains and what I can implement personally, business-wise and then family-wise. Right. I'm not saying all of those don't overlap, but I mean, that's just the reality is when you said, where are you currently at? Mm-hmm. So many coaches out there that some called motivators, thought leaders, they're like, oh, you want to go here? Well, here, we're going to use my program and implement it here. But they have no clue where their current GPS location is. Right. And that's a problem if you, you <laughs> might be in a good place. Right. And they're just going to blow it up, burn the bridge. And, and right. so that's important. I want the people to listen. Carol cares about where you're at because it's important. You can't skip ahead. You got to take the steps. Know where you're at, where you want to go. Build the bridge. Don't bedazzle it. And, and there you go. And so let, let's talk about people that you work with. Um, I have a feeling from time to time, you might get surprised, you know, whether it's their grit, their grind, the outcome, whatever it is. 
Would you mind sharing a success story with us? And if you can use names and exact examples, great. And if not, and we need anonymity, we appreciate that as well. But what was the outcome of someone that worked with you and what happened? Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't do names just because yeah. then oh, I don't no, ever have to worry about it. And I appreciate you you're allowing me to not use names. Yeah, I had, um, now I work really heavy with uh, people in engineering fields and tech fields. So I, and I think it's because I adore them. You know, so many engineers walk in the room and they get this response of, oh no, he's doing a presentation, shoot me now. And I know, I can't even imagine how hard it is for them to walk in the room, be the smartest one there and have everybody roll their eyes because they're there. I think the emotional damage that's done through that just just rips me in half, which is probably why I spend my life next to an engineer. Chris is one. Um, but I love how they think. And so I had a gentleman who was, I got called and said, and I hear this story all the time, super high performer, really want to promote him, doesn't know how to get through a conversation in a meeting without driving everybody in the room crazy. And so he and I got a chance to sit down and talk about where he was and what his goals were. Because in my mind, I never really worked for the company. I always worked for the person I'm coaching. I want him to be happy. That's what I think is more important than anything else. And he said, I would like to be able to be, I would like to get a promotion and it would take me overseas. My family's all in. We want to go. We've identified where we want to go. The opportunity is there. We want to, we want to make that happen. And I said, and where are you now? And he said, I have a couple people who like me. I have others who don't. And until I get more people closer to liking me or at least accepting me, they don't have to fall in love, but they, you know, they, we don't have to have dinner together, but they got to be okay with me in this new role. I don't get to move forward. And so I feel really frustrated because I've done everything. I've tried everything and I don't know how to make this better. And we went into some conversation, a little bit light, you know, I, the, the way that I was doing it at the time and I really liked doing it is to spend a day with somebody, shut off the phone. We're going to go spend a day and we're going to just hang out and have conversation, which is what we did. We were together all morning talking about different business scenarios and what's going on. And I was just um, getting some history, letting him get to know me and see if we had a match. And we went out to lunch and we were sitting at lunch and he, you could tell that he had this sense that we were, we were, off hours, right? He had punched out for lunch. And all of a sudden he sat back in the booth and I just said, you know, so tell me a little bit about your family. And everything I needed to know happened in that, that conversation at lunch, because everything that was going on at work was happening to some degree at, in his family. And he was so dedicated to making it great at home that it took away all the pressure of trying to please senior leaders and put it into, I want to be connected to my kids. I want to, I want an even deeper relationship with my wife. And, and we ended up opening up this whole beautiful, coachable, easygoing person who just saw the world a little bit differently and said, okay, now let's take that and bring that to work and see how that applies. And, uh, it, we met several times, for, but we worked together for probably about three months. And then I got a postcard from his overseas post. And I got to tell you, I stood at the mailbox and cried. <laughs> yeah, we, we found the, the, the tools that he needed to be his full self. And some of it was about breaking open the, the kid who just felt bullied. And he was being bullied, but it was about not feeling bullied that let him be his full self, which stopped the bullying, you know, chicken, egg, 
who's responsible. And, and he walked with this shell of blame around him, which, while justified, was not serving him. And once he understood his role in that, he was able to stop being his role, which meant it had to change their behavior because you can't change one domino. And as soon as he let go of, of that whole persona that he had built, it, things just started to loosen. And this, I mean, there was all sorts of little details around that. He had um, become a runner. He'd become really, really strong, but he didn't want to throw out his old clothes because they weren't worn out. And he was walking around in giant clothes. And I said, you know, it's time to buy some new clothes. Somebody really deserving is going to love those shirts aren't worn out. So let's go ahead and move those on. And all of a sudden he walked in, not looking like the job was bigger than he was, like his clothes were bigger than he was. And he walked in looking like he owned it. He owned the part. He owned his role. Ah, I, I could go on and on. It, he was just a, it was just a blessing to have him in my life. Yeah. No, I appreciate you sharing it. And I think a lot of it, when we look at it, the right coach will help reveal what's already inside of us. Yes. We just need a little rearranging. And then all of a sudden it's like you, as in Carol, plants that seed. And then all of a sudden that seed sprouts and the idea, and all of a sudden it, it comes to us. We're like, oh my gosh, it was here the whole time. You know, we might right. not have that, oh my gosh, moment, but it does. And then and then you get to see it. You get to go to the mailbox and have that moment that you, you get to hold on to and recreate over and over again. And that's that's why I I find the power of of coaching the right mastermind, the right coach, the right you know togetherness so life changing, so important. We we should never stop learning. Always be an avid learner. And I stopped for a long time, so that's why I'm like so on board with finding the right ones. And make but again, sure yeah, you have a plateau, right? And sometimes you go, oh, you know, right this moment, life's good. I'm going to take a breather. But then I think a curious mind like yours, which is evidenced in the businesses that you started and the podcasts that you'd run, it's all about that curiosity. And I think that the, eventually the curiosity pulls us back to the learner's seat again, over and over again. Yeah. And I'll, I'll sit in the seat from now until <laughs> whenever I'm blessed to be here. So, all right. I've got a few more questions as we, as we get ready to Fire come away. to the end here. I feel that in times, uh, you know, when times are good, the winds come in a little bit easier. Yeah. But I think ingenuity and creativity come when we feel the squeeze. And the world still feeling a squeeze. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Well... Um, I will tell you, my business went from, I was fully booked out through 2021 and into 2022. I was going to 18 new, 18 countries, nine of which were new. I mean, it was, I was packed. I was saying no. And uh, March 2nd, it all went away. We decided, you know, I mean, it was one of those moments where you go, I just don't think I'm going to answer the phone because all that's going to happen is the rest, you know, the few pittance left are going to cancel. So you if I just shut it no off, maybe that won't answer. happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, I went into exactly what you're saying. There was that period of, do I have to shift everything or are we just two weeks out from going back? And then there was the, oh, guess what? This is the new, this is what we're doing now. And I found an opening. I found a niche and it, the niche was virtual stage presence. 
And I started working with individuals, both as as one-on-one as well as groups, saying, how do you translate that magic you have as a leader in through meetings or in presentations at the front of the room? How do you do that virtually? Because now you're this big and the slide is this big and people are staring at the thing that is the single most distraction, distracting thing they have in their lives. How do you overcome that? And so I, I ended up filling quite a bit of my calendar just in that. And that continues as everybody's starting to realize that this actually isn't going to end in any meaningful way. We're not going completely back to what we were. And in the meantime, I've also developed an, an online unconscious bias. And the unconscious bias program is, oh, it's my heart. It's it's one of those things where it's completely non-judgmental because I believe we all have bias. There's a reason we have bias. It helps us make decisions. Without it, we wouldn't we'd just be wandering around drowning in choices. At the same time, it can drive decisions. And we need to be aware of when it's driving decisions as to whether or not that's good for our business, good for our clients, good for us. And this program, it takes an hour and a half to three hours, depending on what somebody wants to do, is just open conversation about where is it? How do we see it? How could it be better? What could we do? What would we do if we were in these cases? And and uh, those are the things that I am working on as well as coaching on and that and speaker coaching and interview coaching. And that's my shtick. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Oops, we've gone mute. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something in there. I was in a presentation. There was three people. And the person that should have been presenting and talking wasn't as much. And thank goodness, eventually that person, if I remember correctly, kind of like not took over, but like was able to steer the conversation the right way. If we had just listened to Carol from the beginning, <laughs> we aren't going to give too much backstory on that. But if we had just listened to Carol from the beginning, I was good with it, but I had, you know, some friction with someone and it would have been so much smoother. So if you're looking how to present online face-to-face and you want to know the path to success, your quickest path to success, it's picking up that phone and getting on with Carol because it'll make a world of difference. I guarantee you, like literally right there, like if we had just listened to Carol and she, I think she knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> it, 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 you know, and it was such an early stages on, on that conversation, but still, I'm telling you, listeners, listen to me and listen to Carol. Go get her advice and help. It's nice to have an experienced ear in the room who can help uh, edit stories and yes. make them a little bit more impactful, who can re- keep reminding you that whatever you're talking to, whether it's a one-on-one, a meeting, a presentation, it is if you're talking, you want to be thinking about what they're hearing and what they want to hear. Because especially right now, you are working so hard to get people's interest. Yeah. And so it's got to be focused on them, even though you might be really jazzed about your own message. Yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> There's so much noise out there right now to cut through <laughs> yeah. that noise, find the signal. Yeah. It's important. And, and uh, a gentleman who's been on this and uh, just amazing person. And what, I, what I'm hearing, what Carol's saying, be more interested than interesting. Lead mm-hmm. with the give mentality. Think about the other person first. Right. We have the podcast. Like we get to share other people's messages. How amazing is that? All right. Last one for you. What is a tip, a tactic, an actionable item that if anyone listening to this today implemented it over the next 30, 60, 90 days, 
what would be the impact on their business or personal life? Well, if we stay in the communications piece, I would suggest to every single one of us just to set an internal timer for 60 seconds. If we have a 60 second timer within us, it means that anytime we get start giving somebody an answer, start trying to engage somebody. We know when it's, we're moving into the, my eyes have glazed over period. Now, how do you do that? Well, one is you start watching commercials and not all of them, but watch a 60 second commercial and look at how much story fits into that. It has to be well done. There's no doubt. But when somebody starts babbling or talking because they're falling in love with their own idea or talking because they're in love with their own voice, they will have less impact in every communication, whether it's with your children, your boss, your clients. And it's something that we really need to be cognizant of because we're in a Twitter world. Now, I'm not suggesting that we start speaking in 40 character sentences because that isn't particularly high impact either. But when we start editing, doing someone the respect of editing and letting them help drive the conversation, we hear more, which means that we're actually responding to what they're saying rather than waiting for our turn to talk. And it means we get to have these pauses where we really start understanding each other. And again, instead of saying, but here's my message, here's my agenda, I say, wait a minute, you just said something I want to know more about. And we tend to ask more questions. And it's not because they're on a chart in front of us. It's because we're engaging them in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Talk less, listen more. 60 seconds. Practice with 60 seconds, 90, if you got to really, really work it out. But if you're a five minute answer person, you are not being as impactful as you'd like to be. Yeah. And I, I continue to hear that. Um, from different people. And you're just another one of the amazing people that sits there and says, compact it, you know, like a diamond, right? It's not about talking faster. This is this I have seen and been accused on occasion (laughs) of trying to put five pounds worth of message into a one pound bag. And I would suggest that it is not about talking faster. It's about being more thoughtful in what you say. And even if you, and slowing down, yeah. So that your your brain can keep up, which gets the ahs and ums out of the way, and it lets you be meaningful. Yeah. And one really quick tip, which is fall in love with the green light or the white light next to your camera, because when you're talking online, it's all about as much eye contact as we can possibly get. Yeah. Wow. We have got the founder of Hamilton Think Tank, Carol Hamilton. Carol your friendship, your mentorship through our years of prison together and <laughs> out of prison. If you've listened to earlier episodes on a solo show, you'll find out what I'm talking about when it comes to Carol and I in prison. I have talked about it, maybe not directly <laughs> with Carol um, in the story, but she was there with me in a few of those instances. Uh, check it out. But uh, thank you, Carol, so much for today. Thank you. It's been just a pleasure to be here. Yes. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.